Hello, friend. This is Taylor with an exciting and important announcement before this episode begins. For the past few years, I've gotten lots of requests from men in my courses for an in-person workshop or retreat. And I'm happy to say that this year it's finally happening in the beautiful mountains just outside of Asheville on July 11th through the 14th. And it includes a nine-week online men's group and training that starts three weeks before the retreat to help us integrate the work we're going to be doing together into our regular everyday lives. The program is called Liberate Your Life Force, and it's for any man who wants to feel truly vital and alive and liberated in his life on a daily basis in things like sex, relationships, in your family, in your business, and with your mission and purpose in life. Yes, <laughs> let's take a breath to that. <sighs> mm. I am co-facilitating this program with my good friend Thomas Duchin, and we've created this program based on our years of working with hundreds of men and figuring out some of the most effective and powerful ways to help us break through the most common ways men get blocked in life, with things like sexual shame, emotional closure and numbness, being the lone wolf, being the nice guy, difficulty receiving, and so many more ways that we hold ourselves back. The good news is we can actually work through these things and come out way stronger on the other side, especially when supported by a group of men and in-person processes that challenge you to become your best self. If this is something that sounds good to you, you can go to my website and click the retreat menu option to learn more. And know that enrollment is first come, first serve by application only, and it's limited to just 18 men, so we can have a truly powerful and tight-knit group. It's going to be profound, it's going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, and I'm so excited to share it with you and the group of men who have already signed up. So if you're interested, again, check out my website. And with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, friend, and welcome to this episode of the Sex Upgraded Podcast. My name is Taylor, and I just got back from a really interesting workshop last week in California that blew my mind around the concept of semen retention as a lifestyle, and I'm excited to share some of those things here with you today while it's fresh in my body. My body feels different from this experience last weekend, and in this episode, I'm going to share with you some key points to think about if you are doing semen retention as a lifestyle. And then in the last part of this episode, I'm gonna share with you this piece that totally blew my mind and how you can start to apply it to your life and your practice of semen retention as well. Because for me, it was a pretty big game changer, I'll be honest. And I'm excited to start incorporating this into my regular practice and into everything that I teach as well. This episode is going to be unique because I'm also filming it as an experiment for the new podcast section on YouTube. And usually in my podcast episodes, the videos are not a really important piece, but in this one, you might want to tune in to YouTube in the second part of this episode to see an actual visual demonstration of what I'm talking about. And even if you don't, you'll still at least be able to conceptually understand, but I think you might find it interesting to visually see this new thing that kind of blew my mind. Don't worry, it's non-sexual, no nudity involved. <laughs> So let's take a deep breath in together through the nose into the belly. Exhale with a sigh. One more deep breath in. And let's get into today's unique, shorter episode. <clears throat> I want to start with the acknowledgement 
of the term semen retention itself. It's an interesting term, and it's kind of a limiting term, to be honest. It's very semantically focused on literally whether or not we ejaculate. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me because the older traditions that have been established for thousands of years where this practice ultimately came from, whether or not you ejaculate is just one part of this holistic lifestyle practice of being intentional with your life force energy, of being intentional with your sexual energy, with your sexual choices. And leave it to us in the Western world to kind of pick out one piece and isolate it and make it all about this one piece, you know, and it's why... I get questions from guys sometimes who say, Taylor, I haven't ejaculated in 90 days. Why am I not uh, experiencing the success I want to? Or why am I depressed? Or why do I feel weird? And I think to myself, like, dude, who told you to go that long without ejaculating? <laughs> I didn't. I don't think that's a good idea. And the traditions that this practice ultimately came from didn't see that as a good idea either. These traditions saw ejaculation as an important and healthy part of this experience. And the important piece, key point number one, is to determine your ideal ejaculation frequency. This is key to an integrative, healthy, thriving semen retention lifestyle practice. And this is going to be dependent on how old you are, the seasons, whether or not you're on vacation and your lifestyle and your diet and all this stuff. And you are the person that's going to have to figure this out through some experimentation. So personally, my ideal ejaculation frequency is about once every 10 to 14 days. And that's in line with some of the perspectives from Taoist sexuality. If you look up the book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man by Montauk Chia, you'll see they have a table in there of some different guidelines that you can use. They say that they're not prescriptions, but there are things that you can just sort of work with and feel out depending on your age. And that works well for me. Ejaculating once every 10 to 14 days allows me to consistently feel like I have those heightened levels of clarity, those heightened levels of motivation and that zest for life that only comes from a semen retention practice. And then when I do ejaculate, I'm able to have that be a generative, life-giving experience for my body. And instead of it being a depletive, depletive, uh, <laughs> instead of it being an experience that feels like it depletes me. So that's key point number one. And key point number two is if you're going to be doing semen retention as a lifestyle practice, which it is inherently a lifestyle practice, then you have to have a strong why for doing the practice. You have to really have a strong reason for doing this practice. Why would you do this? If you're just going to sit on your ass and play video games and not ejaculate for seven to 10 days or 30 days or whatever, you're not going to thrive so much, right? But if you infuse your actions with directionality and a why and a purpose, then you're going to have an avenue to channel this increased charge into. If you don't ejaculate for seven days, if you don't ejaculate for 30 days, you're going to experience a buildup in your genital region. And then if you do practices to integrate that, you're also going to feel a buildup of pressure. Some people experience that Positively, some people experience that negatively, but you are going to experience a buildup and it's not enough to just work out or do jumping jacks or do Qigong. You actually need to direct that through action in the world into something that you care about. Maybe that's playing music. Maybe that's your business. Maybe that's a creative project of some sort, whatever it is. Maybe it's raising children in the best way that you can. You know, I've worked with a lot of guys who are fathers and they say, I practice semen retention so I can show up and be the most integral, powerful, clear version of myself for my children. 
And anytime I hear a man say that, it just like, oh, it hits me, lights me up so much. I can only imagine what it would have been like to have a father who was so intentional with his sexual energy and his charge that he lived that way by example and taught his children how to be intentional with it as well. So boom, kudos to any of you listening right now who are dads or who are going to be dads and who are going to incorporate this practice into your life. That is a huge fucking deal. And thank you for helping to make the world a better place in that way. And even if you're not going to be a dad, an important thing to remember here is that you are still a leader in the world. We're all capable of being leaders and all the actions that we take have an impact on different people. And so when you do semen retention as a lifestyle, you increase the amount of impact that you're able to have. So it's really important to be intentional with what we're doing. That's point number three. I might lose the numerical uh, established numerical order of some of these points, but it's really important to be integral and clear and intentional with your actions in the world in addition to having a why. That's just my belief. So if it's not just about not ejaculating, what else is it about? And this comes to the lifestyle piece as well. It's about not metaphorically ejaculating your attention away, your life force away, your sexual attention and your availability away to things like porn, to endless swiping on Tinder, to endless swiping on social media, to endless reading mainstream news, to staying up till three in the morning, eating shitty food and watching Netflix or whatever it is that you're watching and missing out on your sleep so that you can't perform well the next day. It's about becoming aware of all these ways you might leak your energy metaphorically through a metaphorical ejaculation and bringing those back in plugging those energy leaks so you can retain that charge and integrate that into your system in addition to the charge that you are also building up from not physically ejaculating. So this is a very much an energetic practice as well and an action-oriented practice in the world that has a lot more to do with all of your lifestyle choices than just ejaculation. Let's take a deep breath into that. <sighs> That is such, such a crucial point. You can't just not ejaculate for 60 days or 30 days or 14 days and then make a bunch of shitty life decisions <laughs> during that time and expect to feel amazing. That's just not how this works. Remember, it's an entire lifestyle practice. All right. So that's all well and good, but how do you actually do that? I've talked about the importance of retaining physically and energetically, but how do you actually do that? Point number four or five, wherever we are, is the way to do this is sexual energy transmutation. And that is the process of turning this increased charge into available fuel in your system that you can use to power whatever it is that you want to create in your life. So transmutation is basically you're turning your desire into action. And it's something you've probably done before in your life in some way. If you think back to a time in your life where you maybe felt really attracted to somebody who you met for the first time and you thought, oh wow, this person's so beautiful. And not only are they beautiful, but they're interesting too. Wow. I really want to, uh, I really want to get with them or pursue them. Uh, how do I do that? Mm, I need to improve my life. I need to, I need to make myself a better person so that they will see me more or so that I'll be more on their level or so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you've ever improved yourself 
for the sake of finding a better mate, you could say, or a better relationship or pursuing somebody you're attracted to, that's a form of sexual energy transmutation because you're noticing the desire you're experiencing in your body that is of some kind of sexual nature. And instead of just like going off and whacking off (laughs) and letting it out and not pursuing them, you are harnessing that charge and turning it into action in your life. Maybe that action is going to the gym. Maybe that action is doing Qigong or yoga, or maybe that action is cleaning the shit out of your car, <laughs> you know, and having a nicer car so that if you do go on a date, when you pick them up, your car is actually presentable. You know, all these things can be forms of sexual energy transmutation in action. Specifically, some things that I like to do a couple of trips, trips, a couple of tips, techniques, If I see somebody that I feel attracted to in public, I notice that there's a little charge that happens in my system. And what I like to do then is squeeze my pelvic floor, not with my hands, but I'll do a Kegel and I'll breathe in while imagining my sexual energy rising up from my genitals into my heart and not just imagining, but visualizing this and taking a nice deep exhale there and resting in that and allowing that charge from this person to integrate into my system. Then all of a sudden seeing an attractive person becomes this life-giving experience. And that is, bam, an immediate form of sexual energy transmutation. In the context of semen retention, if you don't ejaculate for 14 days, you're going to feel this buildup, right? And so it's important throughout that whole process to do things to transmute your sexual energy. Qigong is a great one. Working out is a great one. I like to do things that are specifically, in addition to working out and all this stuff, that are specifically about working with the sexual energy itself. So one of my favorite things to do is actually testicular massage, pelvic floor massage, and then exercises where I cup my testicles and breathe in, in the same way that I just talked about, Uh, that I would do in public, but this time I'm actually doing it with my hands on my genitals, running them up from my testicles, up to my heart, and then releasing and shaking on the exhale. And when I do that, I visualize my sexual arousal and energy coming up into my heart from my genitals. And that is actively integrating my sexual energy into my system because the traditions where this came from see imagination, imagination slash visualization as a means to actually impact change in the energetic world, not just imagination, but this is actually how you interface with the world of energy inside your own body. So it's very, very effective. Some people like to visualize different colors for different things. I visualize it more as heat waves or static, you could call it. So sexual energy transmutation. And if you want to do a deeper dive into this, I have a complete, totally comprehensive semen retention guide on my website. You can just search semen retention guide on Google and it'll be the first thing to pop up. And there's a lot more examples of sexual energy transmutation in there. Moving right along now to this piece that really blew my mind last week. I went to a workshop called Embodied Transformation and this was put on by the Strauzy Institute. The Strauzy Institute is arguably the leading organization around somatics, somatic coaching, somatic learning, somatic development, and somatic meaning embodied wisdom, embodied awareness, tuning into what's actually happening in, happening in your body and making shifts so that you can show up more effectively and more powerfully in the world. 
And this workshop was their prerequisite to do all their other programs. And it's about going into transform your own reality so that you can live in a more embodied, more powerful way. So I did this and I've been obviously practicing semen retention for many years. I teach this. I love this practice. It has improved my life in so many ways, better sex, more money, uh, better friendships, better experience of just being alive in general, better family relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That list can go on for a long time. And generally I'm a very embodied person. I play a lot of sports. I do a lot of yoga. I'm very active. But what I haven't done as much of is spent a lot of time really paying attention to the subtle things in my body and making subtle changes. And so I'm going to give some examples for what I'm talking about here. But I'll say first that it took me about a day and a half of the workshop to actually begin to get something out of the workshop and enjoy it. And it was the first day was a little frustrating, to be honest. (laughs) And it was fascinating, though, because I've done so many workshops and trainings that are, uh, what would I call loud? Like they're big, they're expansive. There's a lot of emotional release happening. People are screaming, people are crying. Maybe it's a room full of naked people and we're all masturbating, cultivating our sexual energy together, (laughs) you know, and it's just this big thing with a lot of noise and it's super intensive. And I've done tons of that kind of work. And I've done a lot of emotional release work, a lot of grieving, a lot of working with my shame, a lot of working with any uh, past um, hurts and ouches and frustrations and anger that lives in my body. I've gotten a lot of that stuff out. All that has been pretty loud as well, pretty intense, like beating the shit out of a pillow, screaming about my ex-girlfriend, screaming about my dad, screaming about anything, you know, and, and actually getting that out of my system. So this workshop, we didn't do anything like that. Well, we did one thing like that near the end. But (laughs) in the beginning, we didn't do anything like that. It was all these exercises to move around slowly in the space, interacting with other people, interfacing with other people, and noticing the subtle things happening in our body and noticing the subtle shifts that we could make to then impact other people in different ways. And at first, I remember thinking, oh, this is like really? Did I sign up for this? Like, why aren't we yelling? Why aren't we screaming? Those are the things that, that create change. (laughs) I want more. I want more intensity. And then on the second day, it really started to hit me because I started to see some of my patterns of reaction. One of the things we did is we practiced having different people grab our attention in, in shocking ways. And then we would notice the impact. So for example, somebody would grab my wrist and say, Taylor, really loudly when I would be looking forward and I have to pay attention to what's going on in my body immediately after being grabbed. And there's a lot there. If you've never done an exercise like that, holy shit, there's a lot of subtle things that happen really instantly and some not so subtle, right? And so then the practice was take a moment to notice how this impacts your body and then turn after you've noticed, turn to face the person that has just grabbed you. And then the person that has just grabbed you, it's their job. Well, it's both of your jobs to be there in that moment for a few seconds. And then it's their job to give you a reflection and feedback on what they felt from you turning towards them. And we repeated this a number of times for the sake of me refining how I turn towards being grabbed metaphorically, energetically, physically, etc. And I realized, wow, I have a lot of sharpness still in my body. 
And when I turned towards people at first, they didn't feel so connected to me. They didn't feel like I was so warm or available. And there was a little bit of uh, threat there. And so I started to do micro adjustments in my posture, micro adjustments in my face, micro adjustments in my hips, micro adjustments with how I was holding myself and turning towards these people in new physical ways that are so subtle, they're almost imperceptible. But when turned towards these people, it made a monumental impact on how they received me. One guy who's a bit older than me, uh, when I turned towards him the first time, he said, oh, I feel like fighting. This was actually coming from him, though. It was not from me. It was from all of his patterning around being in competition with other men. And we talked about this and we analyzed it. And he said, you know, it's probably, he said, you know, it's probably just my stuff. And I, you know, if I, if I keep practicing, I'll get better at this. And I thought, you know, I appreciate that. But also, I bet you there's a way I could turn towards you, even though I'm a tall guy, even though I'm a strong guy and I appear like really muscularly capable. I bet you there's a way I could turn towards you that would elicit a more open response from your system. So I got to practice that. And I did. And I was able to do that just by changing my shoulders a little bit, by changing my chest, by changing my hips and my head. Fascinating. Totally mind-blowing. And I asked him, how was that? What is that like when I turn towards you this time? And he said, wow, you know what? I actually feel connected with you. I don't feel like fighting you. And that's the first time in this workshop that that has happened with anybody because I've done this with a number of people so far and I haven't had that experience yet. And it was so, so, so cool. Later that day, one of the instructors, his name is Michael Calicow, who, Calicow, Calico, um, he's a, just a super successful top level coach who works with all these big executives, all these big industries, gets flown around the world to give feedback and run um, processes for all these organizations to help their leaders improve. He took me aside at the end of the day and he said, Taylor, are you open to some feedback? I'd like to give you an assessment. And in their whole model, assessments are things that are really highly valued. They're things like, oh, I see you doing this thing. I want to assess you for the sake of potentially helping out your life. And I said, yeah, sure. I'm, I would love to learn from you. Like, please, that's why I'm here. That's why I've paid a large amount of money <laughs> to come to this workshop because I really want feedback. And he said, you know, Taylor, I notice that when you're standing in the room, a lot of times you're standing with your legs wide and you're kind of leaning back a little bit into your hips. And to me, it feels like you're not as engaged as you could be. It feels like maybe you're a little bit aloof. It feels like maybe you're a little bit disconnected and maybe not caring so much about the situation. And then he said, but also I can tell that you really care because you're asking a lot of engaged questions and you're here present with us. So there's this disparity. There's this disconnection with how I'm receiving you in the space. And I wanted to talk about that with you. I'm wondering, what does that bring up for you? And so for me, that really hit something internally. And I realized, wow, I do that. And if you've ever been around me in person, you've probably seen me stand with my legs, I don't know, three feet apart wide. And one of the reasons I do that is to actually make myself shorter. I have been in a practice of making myself shorter so as not to be as intimidating to people intimidating to women in some regards because I'm a tall, muscular, strong white dude, right? Like I'm 
very privileged, I'm very capable, I'm very big, I can be imposing. So if I lower myself down closer to their level, the thought is that I will be less imposing, less threatening, and will be able to more will be more able to have connection and i won't risk losing connection with these people right also with guys and i'll be real and a little vulnerable here like something that happens for me is i being a sex educator being the person that i am being in this position a lot of people put me on a pedestal right and they think oh he's got it all figured out he's got it made he's got a good career etc but another thing that happens is a lot of guys feel threatened by me, you know, they've, and not just me, but they feel threatened by the, the archetype or the character of a sex coach. And also I know that I am generally an attractive guy, right? So I'm an attractive guy who also specializes in sex that can be really threatening for a lot of people, you know, and I really value my connections with other men. I love brotherhood. I love like having really beautiful, deep connections with men in my life. And so something that I've also done is to make myself shorter around men to not be potentially as intimidating or not be as, uh, basically to not risk losing connection. That's what it is. And he said, wow, that's really interesting and, and good insight. Thank you for sharing that with me. And he said, you're not serving anybody by doing that. He said, you might feel safer and you might experience that you have some more connection with these people, but what you're really doing is you're making yourself smaller for their comfort. Ultimately, you're not helping them. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping the world when you do that. And he asked me to try standing taller with my feet closer together, my hips tucked a little bit and my shoulders back and my chest forward. And he asked me, how does that feel in your body? And I said, wow, that actually feels kind of uncomfortable. I don't feel that comfortable here. Uh, I'm, and all these, these, you could call them thoughts, more subconscious things came up around not wanting to be intimidating or oppressive or anything like that. And he said, okay, just stand there and notice that for a little bit. So I did, and I felt into it more. And then in that moment, it hit me. Wow, I also, sometimes using my words, I downplay the work that I do in the world. Like, for example, we were at lunch the day before, and somebody says, oh, well, you're the sex expert. What do you think about this? And I'll downplay myself and say like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just a guy who's like really interested in sex. Uh, versus owning the fact that I've spent more money than most people will ever even think about spending (laughs) studying sex and intimacy and relationship and energy. And I've devoted my life to this. Like this is my life path. This is my life devotion. And I still sometimes have challenge owning that verbally around people. And I want to downplay my investment and I want to downplay my expertise in this realm too, for the sake of not losing connection with them. And so it was this like wild aha moment after aha moment with this guy. And I was super, super grateful. And I took some time to journal about all this stuff Uh, because for me, journaling really helps me anchor uh, thoughts and wisdom into a lived reality. And I really encourage you at any point in your life to take some time to journal after anything big or noteworthy happens because that'll help it land and integrate and become more than just a concept. It'll help it become more of an embodied thing. So for the rest of that workshop, 
He said, I want you, Taylor, to practice standing tall, practice making a new shape with your body, practice embodying that space and see the impact that it has. Notice the impact that it has on your connections in the room. Notice the impact that it has on how you feel, etc. And how this relates to semen retention, I know I'm circling back around here, is because when we retain our semen, metaphorically and physically, when we retain our energy, we're building ourselves up and our body is a container for that, right? Our energetic system, our brain is a a container for that too, but the actual physical shape of our body and how we hold ourselves is a container for this built up energy. And whatever we're building our energy up into is going to be more impactful in the world. So if I'm building up my energy into a physical shape of my body that is not as open or expansive and present and potent as possible, then I'm going to be limiting my impact. I'm also going to be limiting the kind of connections that I can have. And I could also potentially be sending out the wrong messages to the world. Really think about that, you know? So the next day, (laughs) Michael comes to me again and he says, sorry, this was the last day. The last day he came to me again and he said, Taylor, are you open to one more piece of feedback? And I said, yes, please. Again, like that's why I'm here. That's why I've paid the money to be here. I want feedback. I want to grow. I want to learn. And he said, you know, sometimes when I'm around you, I feel this kind of, uh, there's a, there's like a push and pull that I feel from you. I feel that you really want connection. And I also feel that you're sometimes guarded from that, or maybe you're sometimes blocked from that. And I don't know what to make of that. And he said, it's almost so abstract that I didn't bring it to you, but I wanted to bring it to you just in case it hit something in you, just in case there's something valuable that you could find in this. And so there was, (laughs) there was something valuable in that for me. And basically he said, you know, what would help me trust you more? Or what would help me feel you more is if you just brought your heart forward a centimeter with your posture. Just bring your heart forward just a little bit. Expand your shoulders just a little bit to be more physically open in the space. Adjust your posture just a micro amount and notice how that feels. And I did that. And this is where you might be interested in seeing the video on YouTube because um Like this was like, I was, I still have really good posture overall, but the micro adjustment between here and one centimeter of moving my heart forward, it's massive. It's massive internally. And it's also massive on the impact that it has on other people that I'm around. It was so, so valuable and so useful for me. And so Ever since then, I've been paying really close attention to my shape and my posture and how I hold myself and specifically how I I stand around other people. I'm not standing with my legs apart anymore. I'm standing with my legs together and I have my heart out. And my roommate who I live with, she came up to me yesterday and she said, Taylor, wow, like something, did something really big happen to you? Like, did something massive happen to you? You seem different. You seem like you're glowing or you're radiating or something. And it was my posture and my embodiment of this new shape and my filling of my energetic container 
with with potent energy in a new container that is more expansive and more open to connection and more trustable. Huge, huge stuff. And so now you might be thinking, okay, that's great, Taylor, but what about when you're interacting with women? There's still this power differential. Like, do you actually want to stand tall and look down on them? And so I talked about this with Michael too. And he said, Taylor, even still, even if you stand tall with women around you and you're, you're literally looking down on them, but not figuratively, there are ways to stand with them where you can be trustable and you will not be seen as intimidating. And it has to, it all comes down to micro adjustments in your posture, right? And how you're actually holding yourself. And are you smiling? Are you not smiling? Is your chest forward? Is your chest not forward? And he's right. And it was, yeah, it's just totally, totally mind blowing. So this piece around creating a new physical shape in the body for our increased charge to inhabit and the impact of that is massive. It's so, so, so massive. And I'm really grateful for the feedback that he gave me. Michael, if you ever listen to this episode, thank you. <laughs> maybe I'll send it to you. And I want to encourage you if you're listening to this, and maybe you've already been doing this while you've been listening, but try experimenting with some micro adjustments of your posture, of your container, of your body, of this amazing vessel that you have, that you have the opportunity to infuse with life force to infuse with power to infuse with sexual energy like you have the opportunity to create a physical container to fill up and then emanate emit whatever it is you want to emit to the world and know that these micro adjustments will have an impact on people around you as soon as i started adjusting my posture on the second day i started having better connections with people in the workshop deeper connections i started uh, having warmer connections with people and being back home now after a week of being here i can tell that my interactions with people are fundamentally different than they were before this past weekend and it's so fucking cool <laughs> it's so cool. And I'm really excited to go back for their eight month somatic coaching training. That's going to start later this year. I'm going to apply for it. I haven't applied or been accepted yet, but fingers are, fingers are crossed for that. And I've done other coaching trainings in the past, a whole other embodied coaching training, but something about this one with the Strazi Institute there, the, the level of refinement there is just like, it's so high, so high. And so I'm excited to start incorporating this awareness and some of the different practices I learned there in the work that I do specifically around semen retention lifestyle and helping you, helping guys embody a better shape and infuse a better shape uh, with their energy. And by better, I mean more effective, more open, more capable, more resilient, more um, <sighs> expansive. And... On that note, the next group course for men is coming up on April 16th. That's coming up really soon. It's called Semen Retention Mastery. And again, it's one of those kind of interesting names, Semen Retention Mastery. People are looking for the term semen retention, so I put that in the title. And really, it's about life force mastery. It's about cultivating your life force in all domains, closing up your energy leaks, really... <sighs> harnessing and integrating your power into yourself and channeling that and into your life in intentional ways with action in the world, 
cultivating, creating, clarifying your life purpose and infusing your life purpose with action. I love this stuff. I love the process of transformation. And in this upcoming workshop, we're going to be doing a lot with our physical posture as well, because I'm geeking out on it right now. (laughs) It's so cool. And I'm really excited to go deeper. And just as a note of my own professional development, because I like to be transparent with you as well, I'm going to be signing up for that program. I'm also going to be signing up for a program called Somatic Experiencing that starts this summer. It is a three-year program, and I'm really excited about that as well because I think really understanding somatics and what's happening in the body and understanding trauma and how to work with it and how to create new shapes in the body like that that's the way forward in addition to doing all these other practices like semen retention and of course becoming an epic lover as well too but that's a different category of things that's my orgasmic mastery course and so if you have any questions about the semen retention mastery course please reach out via email or my instagram i'll put all those links in the show notes and If you're listening to this episode and it's like five months from now or something, you can still check out that course page because it might be open for self-study enrollment. That's something I like to do as well, uh, to have guys be able to go through the course at their own pace. And if you do that, you'll still get all the recordings of the live calls and the office hours. But one reason I'm really excited about this version coming up right now is because we're going to have live weekly group coaching calls where I'm going to guide people through practices together every week. And also we're going to have live office hours where you get to join me in a Zoom room and ask me anything about your journey. And these are opportunities to go deeper into anything that you're working on. We can actually get into the nitty gritty and do some intensive work on reshaping your life in those open office hours. And in the last orgasmic mastery course that I did, a lot of guys said that the open office hours were one of their favorite parts. And for me too, because we got into some truly incredible conversations. This round, we're also going to have a private mastermind group that's off of Facebook with a 24-7 chat and a bunch of achievements and accomplishments to complete. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited about it. So reach out if you have any questions and thank you, thank you, thank you for being here for this episode. If you have any requests for future episodes, please let me know in a message or an email too. And if now isn't the right time for you to sign up for the Semen Retention Mastery course, I do also have a free seven-day Semen Retention Challenge that thousands of guys have taken from around the world. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. That is a great option to start with. (sighs) Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. I'll see you next time.